everyone. Welcome. It is time for another episode of Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. I'm your host, Michael T.Y.P. Cole. And with me for this fine, fine episode, we have an old favorite, Zach Miller. Hi, Mike. Good to hey, be back. Zach. Yeah, I don't know when your last episode was, but it must have been a while ago. Yeah, I don't know um, either myself, actually. But uh, you, you may know Zach from uh, Connectivity, and he also shows up some regularity on... Uh, on uh, Nintendo, what is it? The NNR um, Nintendo News Report, yeah. Nintendo News Report, thank you. So, and that's a that's a video podcast sort of. It's yeah, a video where feature. people can see my hideous face <laughs> in oh. HD. Oh dear, oh, yeah. you didn't need to add that. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this is. It's been a while. I apologize. Uh, other things have been happening, and I don't really have a good excuse. Um, what can I say? Um, E3 was a while ago, so that's not a valid excuse anymore. I just I'm I'm being I'm being lazy, guys. Ah, life happens, man. But uh, we're here now, and we had a I think we got a great lineup here. So uh, a lot of good music. I'm I'm really looking forward to this episode. Hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy it too. Mm. So here we go. First game. like some 8-bit to, you know, kick things off. That's some good stuff right there. I I, I have inklings. Good. Well, um, my hope was that this wouldn't be too hard to pick, so um, we'll see if your inklings are right. Uh-huh.
All right. Got a question here for you. Okay. Good. Uh, well, you'll see. Which one-eyed enemy creature that is a staple for this series does not appear in this game? what game this might be i'm pretty sure it's kirby's block ball it sure is got a winner here damn good game it is it is a very good game and it's one that i'm surprised we have not used i'm yeah me too when i heard that first track i thought this can't be block ball well because he must have used it before well i i know i used it like 15 years ago on the live show um and i've had you know kirby's block ball music on my you know on my phone for a very long time but I couldn't find my records ever using this game, and uh, Remy requested it recently, uh, and I'm like, nah, I gotta, I, I, surely I've used that game before, but uh, I don't think I have in this format at least, so nice. um, I thought it was a you know a great pick, a lot of really good music in this game. You know, I actually originally picked it because I was thinking that um, Mr. Awada must have been involved in this since it was a Kirby game, but uh, I don't actually think he was. Uh, this is a weird spin-off game. Um, yeah. I think it's actually developed by Tose. Kind of Arkanoid game. Yeah, it's, it's a kind of an Arkanoid spin-off, yeah. whatever. I don't know. You know, there, there are a lot of those kind of games out there. Um, I think this is one of the more interesting ones because uh, a lot of the stages you have um, bumpers on all four sides of the screen, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, and his, his powers really change up how you break blocks. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's a really clever game, but... Um, I feel that my tribute to Mr. Iwata, um, but uh, this is the first episode we've recorded since uh, since the news came out. It's been a couple of weeks, but I uh, wanted to do a little something, and, and uh, <laughs> this is as close as I could do, given yeah, I, I, I've used... Uh, I guess I could have used the original Balloon Fight, but I don't think it has enough things that I would qualify as songs. No, <laughs> not at all. So, um, but uh, yeah, this is a really fun game. I, I remember uh, I got this... Uh, probably the same time I got my Game Boy Color, um, and I, I really played a lot of this game. I think it's only like three or four bucks on the eShop, so... Yeah, it is. Uh, if you've never played this game, I, I think it's one of the better Kirby spinoff games. Um, Absolutely. You know, I, I don't know how big it is, but it, it's a lot of fun, you know? It's it just, it's clever, and it doesn't, you know, try to do too much, and what it does, it does really well, so... Yeah. Now, we, I do want us to answer the... Uh, the question here. So there, there is a one. There are a lot of one-eyed enemies, but there's there's one in particular that uh, Remy pointed out is k- kind of missing, 
That's a little surprising. Can, can you think of which one that is? I have to imagine you're talking about Waddle Dee. Uh, it's Waddle Doo, apparently. Uh, Waddle Doo, okay. I think Waddle Dee is the guy that's the two eyes. But, okay, okay. They confuse. I get. I get him confused. Yeah, it's like itchy and scratchy. You never know which one's which. Um, I don't think Meta Knight's in it either. Although Meta Knight might not have been invented yet. Oh, he was. I mean, this came out in like okay. 1995. Yeah, he was in Kirby's Adventure. Yeah, wasn't he? yeah. but okay. he doesn't have one eye. But you're right. I don't think he's in this game either. Um, a lot of you know, a lot of characters not in this game. It's my only my only complaint about this whole game is that to get to the last level, you have to get the. Uh, target score above the target score in each of the other levels. Oh, that's right. And, and in order to do that, you have to. I don't know if you have to do it, but the way to best do it is to exploit the needle power, which basically lets you reshoot Kirby wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then use the spike power to double, double, essentially double your score You're right. in every stage. All right. But yeah. some, some powers like Fireball shoots them straight up and Rock makes them fly straight down. They're pretty limited in their scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But the needle power kind of lets you... It's very slow moving when you use that exploit, but you can double your score in every stage. Yeah, I, I think I had... I don't think there's a way to do it without doing that. I, I mean, yeah. it, it definitely helps. Can you even yeah. break blocks that otherwise you can't break at all? Or is it just double your points? There are some blocks that have to be blo- have to be broken by a power. Right. Okay. Uh, but if you hit a normal block with a power, it will double the score. Okay. Yeah. It's been so long since I played this game. I mean, literally, literally, it was it was on the Game Boy Color, you know, when I played it. So it's not too many years after you know the original. And I believe it was it was Super Game Boy compatible, like with with a border and everything. Um. Well, I never had a Super Game Boy. I, I think there was some sort of custom palette that the Game Boy Color loaded up, so that may be related to that. Yeah. Um, Great game, though. Absolutely, everyone should get it. It's super cheap. Mm-hmm. The Kirby games, I've noticed, are cheaper. That's weird. It is weird. I mean, but, I, I, I guess I could see this as being something that people wouldn't think about spending a lot of money on. It's not a mainline Kirby game, but yeah, um, it's, it's certainly more meat in this game than... Plenty of the other like Game Boy Color or game—they're not Game Boy Color, but oh, yeah. the original Game Boy games that have been released and NES games. I mean, consider that Block Ball is the same price as Star Stacker. Oh God! Uh, there's yeah. obviously more content in Block Ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next game here. All right. All right. So Zach, I don't think you know this one either. So oh. still playing along here. Yeah.
feel like I'm going on a grand adventure here. I know, it's very epic. Inspiring. sure you're scratching your head here yeah i had an idea about the first game but now i'm like nope that's clearly not right i mean the bit first song you you were thinking something else yeah okay well uh this hint question might help so so much of the technology from this game was eventually put to use in which other game from the same publisher
Well, Zach, uh, were you able to figure this one out? This this clearly is not Pokemon Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire. Uh, sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> uh, so I have no idea. Okay, well, um, this is Wii Sports Resort, which uh, in that really a game yeah. I've played so much and yet <laughs> clearly don't know the music of. Well, you know that surprised me too. I'm like, you know what? We never used a Wii Sports game. Let's, you know, let me let me dust one of these off. And this game has a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, that's great music right there. It just the, the nature of the game. The thing is so fast paced. There's, I can see this why this is a game that you may just not focus on the soundtrack. It's very action, very very dynamic game that you yeah. you got to really pay attention to most of the games all you're, the time you're concentrating so, more on what you're doing with the wii remote than anything else yeah yeah so uh it totally makes sense that you may not have even know that was like a version of the main theme from this game and granted it was a fairly obscure version of it that i thought was very sweet yeah you're right it is it, it is a version of the, there, there are a lot of motifs that that uh, the composer uh ryu nagamatsu um weaves in and out of very very different ways and and uh, just it's really great and i shouldn't be surprised because this is the same composer that eventually did link between worlds and oh. a lot of the mario kart eight songs and so uh yeah i mean that he, it's great that's <laughs> what he's doing my gosh yeah he also did nintendo land um at least a big portion of it so well the music in that game is good yeah yeah so uh we sports resort is a game that I think I've been very negligent in playing. Um, I I think it's really fun. I, I picked it up. I guess I just didn't have the right people around when when it was new, and yeah, I just never that's played part it. Of it. My wife and I played it a lot. We really, she really liked, and I really disliked the uh, canoeing game because her whole purpose was to screw with me. Uh, <laughs> And it's very easy to screw with somebody canoeing, but we both liked archery and uh, we both liked bowling. And I think the only dud in that whole package is the flying game, where you're holding the Wii, where you hold the Wii remote like a paper plane, and you're trying to control it that way. It just doesn't work. It's very slow. Well, I probably played about half the games in there. I, re- I really, I don't think you have to unlock the games, right, or at least certain modes in them. Uh, yeah, the modes. There are each. I think every game has a bonus mode. Frisbee was a good one, too. Although the ring frisbee or the balloon-popping frisbee sucked because I could never aim my frisbee correctly. You know, it's, it's funny because uh, this game, of course, uh, served as, you know, the, the, a lot of the tech behind Skyward Sword eventually. And yeah. when you look back at the games in, in this Wii Sports Resort package um i have to wonder if there were certain modes that they were thinking they would use as well and and they just sort of scrapped the idea like like the canoeing thing like yeah i was playing um twilight princess you know the orphan was in a retroactive and there are some sections where you are doing canoeing um or something very similar to it like to, to collect yeah. things to get a bomb bag and then uh when you're fishing um you kind of paddle you know to get to the your spot wherever you want to go in the in the fishing hole and yeah. I have to wonder if they were originally thinking they would use that canoeing you know tech for sure. something in Skyward Sword I mean they use bomb throwing bomb rolling for bowling bowling and basketball yeah and basketball and the sword fight yeah I I always uh, when that first Skyward Sword 
live demo was shown at, at E3 so long ago, uh, you know, you recognize so many of those things from Wii Sports Resort. And and at that at that point I thought, well Wii Sports Resort must be a they, they must be testing the waters of these different motions they can use for Zelda. But I'm surprised they didn't use more. Yeah, I think it was a testing ground and they scrapped things that didn't work or that they thought, okay, they're just going to work in a, in a sports game. Yeah. Um, that's just fine. I mean, I think Wii Sports Resort definitely holds up. It's its own thing. Yeah. And uh, although I didn't play that much of it, I, I certainly enjoyed the modes I did, you know, play more of, like, the you know, the bowling remake and some of the other yeah. stuff. But uh, I think I underutilized my copy of Wii Sports Resort. I did too. It's It's one of those games where you have to have a good crowd of people to play. Yeah, really well, and the right space. I mean, right now, yeah. I, mean, I could probably dust this off and play this with my wife, and it might be good. But I feel like the couch setup we have just is just not a lot of open space. I definitely have to move some things around. Yeah. Yeah. So. Eh. Ah well, but yeah, Wii Sports Resort. Amazing that we haven't used it yet, but uh, yeah, great soundtrack. There we go. Yeah, definitely. Alrighty, we're gonna go on to the next game here. Okay. Zach, uh, you can't pretend. I know, I know you know this game. Oh, okay.
listeners out there might want to wait for the next song before making your guesses to yourself. There were two tracks, two tracks from this game I was hoping you'd use. That was one of them. I'm on a good roll then. Yes, indeed.
one of the instruments uh, in that song gives that a very Genesis vibe. Oh. Just, just saying. Huh. Interesting. At least to me it does. Well, I didn't play too many Genesis games when I was little, so I don't. They're not as recognizable to me. But well, another we, good track. I like this one too. Yeah. All right, Zach. Why don't you read the question for us? Okay. Uh, previous games in this series have given us the Squid Baron and the Ammo Baron. Which Baron is introduced in this game? Bad Baron Beaver. <laughs> chose the song Zach wanted, but uh, I like those songs. <laughs> those are good songs. Um, I, I also wanted to avoid um, choosing songs that were, well, too many Super songs obvious. that were reprises. I mean, that was a reprise, but it's so, it sounded so different from the other versions of that song. That, uh, yeah. Um, so, what what game is this, Zach? Well, before I tell you the game, I will tell you that I have spent, uh, there are not many game soundtracks I've spent money on, but this is one of them. Uh, this is Shantae and the Pirate's Curse for 3DS and Wii U. Mm-hmm. Very good game. Best in the series. By far and away. It's on sale this week, Mike. You, you, you gotta convince me of this, because okay. I, I I played through all of the DSi game. Um, and I'll say I, I kind of became kind of frustrated or, or annoyed with it halfway through, but I, I kind of slogged it out. Came a little disjointed. tedious. Yeah, I mean, there, there were problems, just too much traversal in the same yes. areas. Um, yes. And then I bought the Game Boy Color game when it came out on Virtual Console, and I, I just couldn't play that game. It's super hard. It's hard, and it's hard in ways that just sort of pissed me off. Like, part of it's just you don't have a lot of screen real estate, so there's a lot of, right. you know, pits you just fall into. You're like, oh, wait, that, that was death there? Oh, I, I didn't know that. 
um, and uh, the physics for, for the combat felt a little off to me. I, I can't put my finger on it. Um, I mean, a very beautiful game, technically very impressive, but it, it just didn't uh, didn't do it for me. Too, you know. too ambitious for the technology. Yeah, I, is I, how I think I that's, put it. That, that's fair. Um, so, I mean, this game, I've, I've heard nothing but good things. I, you know, I hear that they, they ironed out a lot of the issues with the first two games, and, yep. and, and I don't know. I just, I haven't. I haven't uh, felt the itch for this. I, I, I don't think the trailer videos do a very good job of showcasing the gameplay. They actually don't, no. So, you know, it's more like, hey, look, let's let's see some, you know, people talking to each other. Yeah, that, you know, very compelling. Here's how it's different. But first I'll tell you that this game was on Johnny and my games of last year. Uh, top fives. So here's what's different. You're no longer traversing one gigantic world this, the world is broken up into several very bite-sized levels. And each le- almost every level has a dungeon. I think there are four or five total. And getting into the dungeon requires you to do some light traversal around each stage and maybe come back with a different item that you've gotten from a previous dungeon. Um, and do little quests for people that are almost always incredibly easy or straightforward. Um, the combat is better. You you can get you can buy new weapons um, and new moves for Shantae. Well, you could do you, that in the DSI game too, couldn't you? Yeah, you can. But uh, and, and and in this one, you you don't actually. I, I should correct myself. You don't actually buy moves for Shantae. Now you find items in each by with enemy drops, but they're incredibly common, and um, they're one-time use only. But you can have like nine of them at a time. Uh, so you get more items. You, you kind of always have items, and uh, each stage is is relatively small. There's only one area in the entire game that I think is over over long. And that's in the the stage from the first piece of music you played, which is the uh, zombie island. Okay. There's yeah. a scene where you have to carry Roddy Tops through a obstacle course, and it takes way too long. But it's the only part I don't like, and you never have to do it again after you do it the one time. Well, at least that's good music. Right? That, that was yeah, actually me- that was the song that uh, Disco Scoot, uh, Disco Stew requested. He also requested this game, so nice. Uh, it's both a listener request and your request. So uh, that you know. that song is actually one of the only times, maybe the only time I've ever seen my wife kind of dance along with video game music. <laughs> maybe ever. Uh, so I knew it, it did something right. The other tune uh, that I was hoping you'd play, maybe you could play it in the background here, is uh, Beyond Permafrost, which is mm-hmm. the theme from the last dungeon. I think it's really haunting and, and really cool. Um, but this, I mean, it's on sale this week, Mike. I know you're taking a trip soon. I think you That's, should totally get it. Alright. You're, you're, you're talking me into it. You know, this game's, this podcast is dangerous because I, I feel like I'm talked into buying a game every episode. But, uh, it's much more, much more Metroidvania-y than previous Shantae games. Okay. I think this is the one where they, I mean, you know, they took their time on this. It was like in development for three years. Yeah. In fact, they, they delayed it a year, or, or almost a year, and they really got it right. I think they, this is the, this is the game way forward has, I've always known they could make if they just put the time and resources into it, and I think they just knocked it out, out of the park. 
Well, the soundtrack is fantastic, which, you know, it's, of course, Jake... Bleh. Man, I can't talk today. Jake <laughs> Kaufman. Yeah, Jake Kaufman, Vert, on Twitter. Yep, and I know I, I sometimes have criticized his work. I'm maybe not as big a fan as some other people, but, man, he's he's winning me over, man. I, I think maybe there was a period in the DS that maybe I wasn't quite as big a fan of some of those songs, but... Everything that's been in the 3DS or, you know, modern Wii or Wii U, you know, not, I guess not Wii, but in, in that era, the, the right. more recent era, last, I don't know, three, four, five years, fantastic. Just absolutely yeah. fantastic. So, you know, good on him. You know, this is top-notch stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think it's one of the best uh, video game soundtracks um, that I've heard in, in recent memory. Like I say, I don't buy much video game music, but I bought this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That third song definitely has like a, a DuckTales Moon vibe, which I'm sure is not a coincidence. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, that's probably true. I know he's a big fan. Of, oh, I mean, he did the DuckTales remastered soundtrack, but I mean, he's a big fan of that song. So Yeah, I think he did good on that, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, we, we used that one, you know. I don't know, five or six episodes ago, which is probably a year ago, but... Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Yeah. All righty. Well, we're going to go on to the next game here. All right. guess i have two wistful songs next to each other but uh i don't know i like that song i'm not gonna apologize for picking it it's a good one yeah this game is very pretty music but we will talk about that after we reveal the game oh
So that, hold on, that first tune was a little bit like uh, uh, Himalayan. Um, second tune was kind of Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I guess there's a lot of stuff in this game. It's a pretty bonkers game, actually. Yeah, but uh, why don't you read the question here? Okay. Uh, what two-player levels, once exclusive to uh, the Nintendo platform, were eventually ported to other systems via enormous patches. Tell the folks at home what it is, Zach. This is uh, Rayman Legends, the sequel to Rayman Origins. Yep, it's a really good game, although it's much cheaper now than when I bought it. Yes, it, <laughs> I bought it on on a flash sale on the Vita, and uh, I think I paid six dollars for oh. it. Oh. So Rayman Legends is great because it not only includes a whole bunch of new levels, uh, but it also includes basically all of Rayman Origins. Yeah, so if you never played Rayman Origins, then just pick this game up and there you go. Uh, I think yeah. there are probably a few levels that aren't included, but basically the whole game. Um, yeah. I actually played it not too long before Rayman Legends, so that was a little tedious for me because I did go back and, and play those because I was compelled to get all the ones. Yeah. I wish they really hadn't unlocked the last few areas behind collecting all the lums, but uh, yeah, or whatever they call them. Are they call lums still. Yeah, they're they're still lums, and uh, and like the the big king lums or whatever they are. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So I played this game with my wife. She she enjoyed using the touch screen and just sort of you know scribbling around and then helping out with the the co-op levels. The Murphy stuff. Yeah. So they actually Which, brought the Murphy stuff to the other platforms. I, I know they delayed the release of this game, like jerks, um, <laughs> so that it would come out at the same time on all the platforms. Um, but the Murphy levels are not included in the other really? platforms initially. Wow. Okay. I'm not even sure how they'd work. I mean, the other second player would have to use a controller. I guess so. I, that doesn't sound like fun. Murphy um, levels are not fun anyway. Oh, I well, they're, they're very hard and requires a lot of cooperation, which, you know, that, that can be a challenge. But I, I thought they were good. I, I liked at least some of them. Like, yeah. uh, there was one where um, you have to, like, it's like um, the volcano's erupting and you need to have the, the shield blocking the yes. stuff from falling down and stuff. And yes. I, I thought there was some cool stuff there. And, 
you know, we played it together. And yeah, every once in a while, you, you know, you found an area where it's like, it's just so easy, much easier if you just do one player mode. Yeah. But, but uh, overall, I, I thought it was a really good addition to the series. And I thought they did a good, really good job with it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it was well implemented. I just, I don't like the amount of back and forth you have to you have to talk through almost everything. Yeah, or, or just play it uh, enough so that you both just, you know, trial and error get... Yeah, and if you're going for all the King Lums or whatever collectible you're trying to get, that can be pretty tedious because a lot of them are very timing-based, mm-hmm. uh, the things you have to cooperate on, so... Yeah. But the nice thing about Rayman Legends is if you die, you go right back to the, like, five seconds ago. Right, well, except and- for when it's a really hard level. <laughs> Yeah, unless unless it's one of those like beat heavy stages where you have to do the whole thing over again. Yeah. Oh man. Like the Black I, Betty stuff. Yeah, I I think I cleared every level in this game. I'm not going to say anything with like the online, but um, I'm pretty sure I saw every inch of this game in terms of you know the pre pre compiled stuff, not the randomly generated stuff. Yeah. Um, it gets damn hard. Which you yeah, know I, I knew what I was getting into because I you know I played Rayman. Uh, Origins as well, but it, man, it gets hard. Just, yeah. just, ugh. Throw, throw your controller hard, but when you pull it off, it feels so good. It's the kind of um, momentum-based platformer that I think the Donkey Kong Country Returns games wanted to be. But because Donkey Kong himself is such a heavy character, they don't really pull it off. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I, I like Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze, but there are some levels where uh, I, I can see what you're talking about. Um, yeah. And certainly in the co-op. Well, <laughs> none of these games really work well in, in, in co-op with the platformers because people just step on top of each other. and Yeah. You know, it, it's it, it's more just for yucks than anything, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, I thought the graphics in Origins were great, but I think they're even better. They're more lush and painterly in legends yeah no beautiful artwork and of course the game's running in, in 1080 so it, yeah. it just really pops out i'd like to see them kind of go this direction with the art in something like a mario or yoshi game where it's really cartoony but high resolution and detailed backgrounds uh I'm, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not going to play Yoshi's Woolly World because I am and I like that look, but you know, get a more abstract kind yeah, of more like abstract. Yeah, Wario Land Shake It. Yeah, like Wario Land Shake It. That's true. That was an HD, but it was still very beautiful. And I, I could, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to see a Mario game in that style, but certainly a Yoshi game would work just fine. You know, they could even do more of the pastel or or crayon look to it. And that that would be fine too. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of possibility. I mean, it takes a lot of time and effort to hand draw all that stuff. So, yeah, um, the bean counters at Nintendo might not be willing to do that, but sure. we'll see. And I doubt the bean counters at Ubisoft are willing to do it anymore either. <laughs> yeah, this game didn't sell so well, did it? And, and it's funny. Once this game came out, I thought, okay, now uh, Ansel can start working on Beyond Good and Evil Two. Mm-hmm. But of course, that will never happen. <laughs> I think they shot themselves in the foot by um, delaying the game. I think there was a lot of momentum and people looking forward to it, even if it was just on Wii U. I think it had such a good E3 showing that people kind of had had really associated this game with the Wii U and Wii U launch, and um, 
and the fact that it was delayed so long by the time it came out, just everyone was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I played that demo, it was okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that was a very bad tactical move. I, I really don't understand why they delayed it. I, I understand them releasing on other platforms, but why they would wait and when they had a game in the bag, I, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I don't. Yeah, and it's and they could have started generating a revenue stream. Right. right away. Right, and if it sold really poorly on Wii U, they might have then been able to say, oh, you know what, this game is really just isn't going to sell and, and cut it off. Yeah. Um, of course, they might have been thought, well, this Wii U sucks. Well, there must have been a reason. Someone must have decided that it's better to release and do All one marketing together. push, but I, I don't I, I just You got to think by the time they actually did release it, people who had a Wii U probably also had a uh, Xbox One or a PS4, so they probably just bought it on one of those. I don't know. I, I, I don't know either. I, I mean, I bought I it on the Vita because it was on sale. Right. And also because I played Origins on Vita and I got a Platinum on it, and I said, I'll do the same thing here. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good game, and it sounds like, you know, it's... I think even on Wii U, it's probably 20 bucks regular, and maybe even yeah, less if it's on sale. Be. And Ubisoft is constantly having sales on the Wii U. Yeah, so there's there's no reason to have to pick this up on whatever yeah. platform you, you choose. It's just Great fine game. on Wii U. I, I played the whole thing on Wii U. And keep in mind, it was built for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, great game, though. My gosh. Yep. I wish there were more characters. I, I wish the characters weren't just skins of each other. Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of sucks. Like the 14th Helga... You unlock, you're like, well, how many more colors can there be? I don't think I even fiddled with that stuff. I mean, I, very, very lightly, you know. But it's, like you said, it's because there's really no difference. It's all yeah, cosmetic. Not at all. Okay, we got one last game for you. And, all right. Uh, we'll see if Zach can figure this one out. Uh-huh. thoughts i have thoughts based on some of the instruments in that but we'll see if they pan out
Okay. All right. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Here's, here's a question for you. Okay. So the series producer has stated that this game originated from what core feature or what core concept, I suppose. Zach, any thoughts? Any any hunches? Um, so I thought this was a game. So I looked at your list of used games and I saw a version of this game. But I'm gonna say the other version of the game because I really have no idea what it could be. Is it Smash Bros. for Wii U? Oh, you're you're so far off. <laughs> I um... figured that first song. Instantly brought to mind Gerudo Valley mm. mm-hmm. uh, because of the, the Spanish uh, guitar. Uh, but, yeah, I clearly have nothing. That was a shot in the dark. What do we have here? Oh, it's like your favorite game, I think. What? It's uh, Senran Kagura Burst. Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah, I figured. Oh, I, I got to use this so when you're great. on. <laughs> Good pick! Uh, so, uh, yeah, so... Uh, you know, it's funny, because when I went to E3 this year, um, we were going through the list of games and saying, okay, who's, who's going to check out what games? And, and uh, you know, one of those game sequels is was on the floor, Senrangagra 2 or whatever they call it. I think they're just calling it 2. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, what the hell is Senrangagra? I'm like, oh, T-O-I-P. Oh, man. <laughs> if only Zach was here this year. Yeah, well, I, I probably played more of this game than most of the people on staff because I, I helped get footage two times. Um, I know I so, watched your footage. Or, or the sequel, I should say, not this game. Um, this is yeah. the original. Or uh, I don't know, was the original actually something that only came out in Japan? Uh, the original was two games. Uh, one told the story from each rival school's perspective, and they shoved them together for Burst. Why did they do that in Japan? 
I don't know, so but much? They're, they're the exact same game, just oh. with different characters. Okay, well, um, okay, so this is basically the first game. So yeah. uh, we, we've been around the bush uh, long enough. So what, what is the core feature, according to the producer? That was like, oh, I know what I want to develop. So the, the legend says that after about five seconds of thinking about what people would want to see on 3DS, he thought, bouncing breasts. Yep. In 3D. Yep. In yep. 3D. And that sure is what this is. Yes, it is. So I, I have not played the original, but again, I, I played, I'd say, like 20 minutes of the demo between the two, um, you know, two footage taking sessions right. for the sequel. And, and I assume they're kind of similar. It's 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 kind of a scrolling brawler, um, yeah. so to speak, you know, a lot of just sort of combat, you know, if, I don't want to liken it to something like Samurai Warriors, but it has that kind of a vibe to it when you're just sort of button mashing. Yeah, it's like an or kind of an old school side-scrolling brawler game, but yeah. much faster paced. Right. If you if you took like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the arcade game or Turtles in Time maybe, yeah. And uh, you made it so the characters moved a lot faster. There was a lot more shiny things going on, and uh, magic attacks and whatnot. Uh, busty schoolgirls. Uh, that's that's what you'd have. You'd have. Yes. Um, so, you know, I, I actually thought that the, you know, for what it was, I, I didn't think the combat was terrible. I, I thought it was pretty passable as a, as a brawler. You know, I it don't have my expectations. Yeah, I mean, it's mindless fun. Um, yeah, and it looks better. It looks more. Looks like there's more variety than in Burst because the second game looked like you'd have two players on, or at least two character, good guy characters on screen at any time. Yeah, I, I played uh, one of the missions where they had that in the demo, and um, you could just swap between them at, at will, and oh, the nice. AI would take over. But uh, I suspect that you can do co-op, but I, I don't. I don't know if that's confirmed. I, I would certainly hope so for those yeah. missions. Um, that, that would make a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, there's a lot of like uh, you can push the special button and you transform into your magical outfit, and you know, it's it's a lot of what you would expect. Um, I'll say that I kind of think that it would have been better if it were on a console, just because yeah. the the graphics... They look like they're trying to be too detailed for what the 3DS can handle. Exactly. exactly. That's certainly the case with Burst. It, well, Burst, yeah. So it, the sequel, I mean, it looks okay. I mean, it looks good, but, you know, it's a little chunky in places, and the characters, right. it's a little bit distracting, uh, I think, for what they're the, the look they're going for. And I think, correct me if I'm, unless I'm wrong, in Burst, I believe it's only displaying in 3D during those character transformations and during scenes where you're slicing the clothes off your opponent. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I didn't notice. I'm pretty sure it was in 3D the whole, the whole time, time in the sequel, but okay, good. I, I tended to play with it off in part because, um, you know, people were videoing and, and that doesn't work yeah. in 3D on. Uh, but I, I think that the 3D effect was on because I, I remember using it, you know, going in and out of the... They had a pretty wide depth in some of the battle areas. Yeah. Um, not all of them, but in some of them. And, and I think the 3D was on at least for those areas. So uh, I think they've solved that. They have, uh, in, in Burst anyway, They I've, I've actually beaten the, the first half of that game. The second half, I stopped because... Because... Even though all the characters play differently, and that's what impresses me about it, there's so many characters, but they all play very differently. Mm -hmm. um, each character very clearly has an ideal combo, and once oh. you find that combo, you never stop using it, and the mm -hmm. game gets 
ultra rep repetitious. Well, isn't that kind of a pitfall of a lot of these games? Oh yeah, definitely. Now they they've I have the other two Senran games that have released over here for the Vita. Uh, these kind of another sequel called uh, Shinobi Versus on the Vita, and then the Rhythm game, which is not a fighting game, but the the Shinobi Versus takes place in a three-dimensional Samurai Warriors-esque environment. Mm. That is not but it's yet. even more repetitious because it's just you're you're always facing a mob of enemies and then one of the rival uh, players or one of the rival ninjas. Whereas in Burst, you're usually just fighting mobs of enemies and then at the end of a certain number of missions, you'll fight a rival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's just pretty much what it looked like in in uh, the demo. At least yeah, for the I'm I'm looking forward to the game, but um, uh. It's it's definitely got kind of limited appeal, uh, even among, like, not just among people who would like this kind of game, but while you're playing it, you'll always hit a point where, okay, I've had enough of this kind of game for a while, and you'll set it down. Yeah, I mean, the, the game the gameplay gets monotonous, and, and frankly, I mean, the, the subject matter, while I, I don't have a problem with people playing this, and I enjoy it, uh, it's... You wouldn't want to play it in public, I don't think, in, nope. in the states. So, so again, that's why I feel like you know a console might be a better fit for this. Well, how many people are looking over your shoulder? That's kind of my worry. Like, if I play this on my TV, my wife is often in the room. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's true. I can see Same that. Same reason I. She's like, whatever. You look at the girls you buy. <laughs> <laughs> she's, yeah, it's no secret with you, Zach. I I actually have a Senran figure coming to me in the mail right now. Yeah, so um, not safe for work. Don't bring this game to your no. work. <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, good on Exceed, is it, that, that published it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Exceed. Uh, brought it out on, on the eShop. Yeah, I'm not sure who published it on Vita. It might have been Exceed, but I'm not positive. Um, and I, I presume they're doing something similar for the sequel. I mean, it was at E3, yeah. so. And it's coming out in, I want to say, August. That's right. Yeah. But it's been out for a while in Japan, I think. Yeah, they all have. There's one on PS4 that's been over there for a few months now. All right. Well, it's probably time to wrap this up. Zach, does you want to play? Zach. Is there anything you would like to plug? Maybe a show you've been working on or maybe a recent review you posted? I will plug a couple things. One is I'm usually on Connectivity, which is one of the site's other podcasts. Uh, I am usually on Nintendo News Report, as you said. Uh, and someday I'm going to post another Crosstalk podcast, uh, Disco- not Discover Music Project, that's Johnny's, Frozen North Dinnercast. Mm, delicious. Uh, which I have not done in a long time, uh, mainly because it's hard to get so many people in the same room. That makes it tough. But by the time this episode comes out, y'all should look on the website for a uh, a review of Etrian Odyssey 2, Untold 2, The Fafner Knight, which I think is one of the best games on the 3DS. Wow. There's a lot of uh, Etrian Odyssey games, so that's saying something. I have never played an Etrian Odyssey game, and this was my first one, and it blew me out of the water. Hmm. Yeah. I'd be curious if you went back to some of the others, whether you liked them as much. I downloaded not. Millennium Girl. Uh, based on how much I liked Fafner Knight. 
Fafner? Fafner? I don't know, man. Sounds German. <sighs> Kaiser! Kaiser. <laughs> All right. Well, of course, you can send in your requests. You can email me at typ at nintendoworldreport.com. Or you can use the form that uh, we usually link to in, in the story for this uh, podcast episode. Either way, it will get to me, and uh, I may just use it. Mm-hmm. So uh, the rules are, of course, has to have been released in North America uh, on a Nintendo platform. But as long as we haven't used it, it's a fair game. So please do send in your requests. I, I enjoy looking at them, and, and some people even suggest some songs to use, which uh, is always helpful. So uh, until next time, whenever that is, <laughs> uh, keep checking out NintendoWorldReport.com. Read our website. Listen to our podcasts like Connectivity and Radio Free Nintendo. And uh, keep on having fun. Yeah, keep on gaming. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse is copyright 2014 Play Forward. Rayman Legends is copyright 2013 Ubisoft. Senran Congo Burst is copyright 2013 Marvelous AQL Exceed.